We have a positive case of COVID-19 in the community. We will not be in a position to identify if this is a case of the Delta variant of COVID-19 until genome sequencing is returned tomorrow. While we know that Delta is a more dangerous enemy to combat, the same actions that overcame the virus last year can be applied to beat it again. He became symptomatic on Saturday the 14th of August, so the infectious okay, period... OK, Jacinda Ardern, you haven't been tested on these Thursday sorts of the trust issues that Bill English has At been this confronted point, no with. Obvious link between if this you case are and caught in a lie or caught intentionally misleading the New Zealand public, out how would you expect to be held for this well, case? I actually believe that it is possible to exist in politics without lying. We drum in that the most recent wastewater testing result for the North Shore was on the 11th of August, and that was negative. Different people now say Jacinda Ardern told them that Donald Trump mistook her for the wife of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. It sounds a trifling matter. Did you tell people that Donald Trump mistook you? I told people that yes, someone had observed that I'd been mistaken. But that's not the story they gave us. They didn't say someone got it wrong and thought accidentally that Jacinda Ardern had been mistaken. They said no. They said Jacinda Ardern was mistaken and Jacinda Ardern told us that she was mistaken by Donald Trump. And it's quite complicated. It's not, it's not, it's actually not. Did you say to Tom Sainsbury that, just, that, that Donald Trump mistook you for Justin Trudeau's wife? I gave him a short version which was in behind the scenes at the Music Awards. I know. What was the short version? The shortened version was that, that there was some confusion over who I was. Observed by someone else. I believe I told him the full story. You believe you did? I believe I people now say to that you told to them <laughs> that you were mistaken by Donald Trump. I know this seems like a trifling matter, but what That's I'm suggesting is that now that you are a world leader, all of these little things can, can blow up to be big. And if, and if you are giving from something that is not the entire truth, Level it can confuse people. No, I'm sharing I'm sharing the story here. Did you say that that confusion was someone else's confusion or did you imply that it was Donald Trump's confusion? I said there was confusion over who I was. We drum in that messaging around Due to the being most closely diligently for a full two-week period of sustained propaganda. Just as we successfully stayed home and saved lives last year, I'm asking the team of five million to unite once more to defeat what is likely to be this more dangerous and transmissible variant of the virus. That means the simplest thing New Zealanders can do to stop the spread of the virus is to stay at home. Delta spreads more easily via the air, so physical distancing is even more important. Wear a mask when you leave the house. But we ask people to stay two metres away from anyone you pass. Stay local and do not congregate. Don't talk to your neighbours. We know from overseas uh, cases of the Delta variant that it can be spread by people simply walking past one another. So keep those movements outside to the bare minimum, wear a mask and make sure you keep up that physical distancing. New Zealand's zero COVID fantasy is quickly turning into a never ending nightmare. The awful Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern has plunged the entire country into a nationwide lockdown because of just one case of COVID-19. Yep, you heard me right. One case of a virus we all know we have to learn to live with has seen all of New Zealand shut down. What's more, she's even halted the COVID vaccination rollout for 48 hours. How does that make any sense?
um, issues that people will have been identified today is that um, we have recently been investigating a potential in-facility transmission case in the Jet Park, which is where people who have COVID-19 uh, are accommodated while they're recovering. Uh, it shows just how tricky the virus can be. These are the, um, the cases involve two people who are on the same floor in rooms opposite each other in the corridor and open their doors at the same time. Uh, and so the fact that we run all of these uh, issues down uh, to the ground to identify exactly what happened, why it happened, how it happened, uh, and make sure we put risk mitigation measures in place to stop them happening again shows that we've never taken anything for granted here. This was a case that happened over a month ago, uh, but we are still continuing to look at everything that we can do to reduce the risk. Is the risk of transmission the greatest it's ever been? With COVID-19, the risk of transmission continues to grow as the virus continues to mutate. So if, you, uh, if we look back to Christmas, we were dealing with what we were then referring to as the UK variant, which was more transmissible than the variants we dealt with before. Now we're dealing with the Delta variant, which is more transmissible again. And we have to work on the basis that that's likely to continue, that the virus is likely to get more and more transmissible. And so we need to be more and more vigilant. This is, by far, this is far from over. And everyone needs to get vaccinated. Yeah. Wednesday, the 18th of August, 2021, you are live in studio, once again, with Counterspin. Time now is 21.44, just gone. Uh, unless you've been in an induced coma or brain dead with the Jacinda Ardern sustained and relentless propaganda, allow me to bring you up to speed on a few things. New Zealand is indeed in a level four lockdown caused by a virus that no one can find. Um, all forcing you to gather like sheep to get vaccinated by something that is going to cause death and mayhem and drive a pandemic. The variants are priceless. They seem to turn up and have their cameo performance when uh, the government's ready to once again have another incremental encroachment onto your rights and freedoms, and as you've seen. Now, we had to play the videos, uh, which is now throwing me all out of order, um, but I just want to say that we're invited... Uh, by Billy T. Kahika and his uh, crew who put on the protest outside of the TVNZ building today, uh, of which we attended. Um, I declined to speak because, A, it wasn't my rally. B, I wanted to make sure the coverage was done to get it accurate as opposed to through the mainstream media lens. Um, of course, I got given heaps for not wanting to speak. So if I don't turn up, I'm... I'm Damned. If I turn up, I'm damned. If I speak, I'll be accused of hijacking it. If I don't speak, I'm accused of um, God knows what else. So that's the cultist mentality of just a few. But it was just a few. For the, Predominantly, the people uh, gathered outside, t outside of TVNZ were there solely to have their voices heard, to resist the draconian measures measured out by this government and um, have them all... Uh, cower and hide, which these people did not to their full credit. And to all those people who came up to us and introduced themselves and had a, a decent chat, it was great. It was good seeing you and it was great to hear from you. Uh, we wanted to make sure that uh, the people out there knew that the protest was completely peaceful. Um, there was a lot of, uh, of course, emotion because this is uh, draconian by any measure. Um, it is unjustified, and your rights and freedoms are absolutely under attack, and that needs to be pushed back, and I'm glad you have done that. Now, we have um, a number of uh, things to get through, so we were going to bring uh, a number of uh, interviews live, <clears throat> but we pre-recorded them due to scheduling um, clashes with the guests. But um, before I come back and go through, um, <clears throat> oh, before I do that, the arrest we personally uh, witnessed was Billy and uh, Vinny Eastwood. We both saw those arrests carry out. The two that I 
did not see. Actually, I saw the fourth one as well, but I didn't see uh, the arrest of Debbie Bartlett. I hear she got arrested as well. And, of course, Carl Barkley, we heard he got taken out of a vehicle after the police did their usual um, uh, move to uh, ring fence and then extract him. He was the man who was talking about the police complicity in the murder at uh, Pike River, something that has still fresh in the minds of the family, and that's something that needs to be investigated. This government and their minions all over this time have constantly covered up, um, changed facts to suit, and withheld vital information that would actually have people appear on charges should they have... Um, let that go through. Now, approximately 150 people were at that um, at the rally at TVNZ. It's about 30 cops, uh, if not more, waiting in the wings. And um, the aggressors were indeed the police. It was definitely not the protesters. The protesters had had the protesters had every right to make their voices heard and push back against the police. Now, the protesters were not violent. So, de- despite what uh, harrowing images you'll see. <clears throat> trotted up by mainstream media, it did not happen. The majority of those people at that protest were absolutely fine, and they were concerned for the arrests that were going on. Now, as this was uh, advertised on Facebook, they already had the names of the organisers. They already had the um, the plan down of exactly how would they would go <clears throat> and extract them from the um, um, audience or protesting group, and they made very short work of that. So to all those who uh, stood up to resist that, good on you. And you should do that more often. Now, Billy, Billy was um, uh, first, of course, pulled out to have a talk um, uh, over towards the TVNZ building up the stairs <coughs> about the breach of the um, COVID Health um, Act, or whatever the hell they want to call it um, this time. Um, he was served notice. He declined to take it, which is good on him. He shouldn't. And um, subsequently, soon after that, he was arrested and pulled out. Um, I think one other was then, and then Vinnie Eastwood, and then the uh, other guy out of the vehicle. Um, the rest of the crowd slowly dispersed, but definitely made their voices known as to what they exactly thought of what was happening there. So um, what, there was four arrested in Tauranga, or Tauranga down there, and they were, just let me get their names for you, because we're going to make sure these people, uh, names come out, because they are, again, heroes as well. In fact, one was uh, Tra- Tracy Livingston. She's, a, she's an outdoor parties representative and, of course, a staunch health freedom advocate and is out in a lot of these protests. Um, Tereita and Ray Taunui. Um, <laughs> we've got that interview coming up shortly. That's, uh, you won't want to miss it. That's quite priceless. Um, and, of course, Sue Sutton was the other one. So uh, we will get to... In fact, what we'll do first is we'll, we'll go to... Um, the interview we had with Sue Gray, uh, we brought her in on Skype not so long ago, only about less than three hours ago, we were talking to all these people. So you've got about 6.30, sorry. So you've got all these people pretty much fresh of what's going on today. So let's have a look at Sue now, um, and I'll be back straight after that. Lawyer Sue Gray joins us now via Skype to discuss the uh, ramifications of those arrested uh, today, and we'll also ask about any advice going forward. Welcome to the sh- uh, show, Sue, and thank you for... Uh, Getting us the time, I know you're really busy and have to shoot off soon, so please let us know what the hell is going on down there. Yeah, good question, Kelvin. Thanks so much for inviting me on. Yeah, it's been a massive day where nobody really knows what the law is, including the police. The government keep changing it. What they say in their press releases is completely different to any law that we can find anywhere on the legislation government website. So it makes things very difficult. 
what seems to be happening, well, it's it's a very different in different parts of New Zealand. I've been talking to people in Tauranga, where four people were arrested today by the police uh, for a very fickle reasons, from what I can see. Whereas in Christchurch, where a group went out to the police station there, the police wouldn't even come out and talk to them and, believe it or not, sent security guards out to ask them to go away. <laughs> so I think they're making it up as they go along, to be honest. It certainly looks that way. Tell me something. Um, now, this is meant to be the COVID Response Health Act, but it's actually not even an act, is it? It's still a bill. Uh, well, no, the, COVID, the COVID-19 Health Response Act is an act. That was that act that they slipped through Parliament with urgency last year without any public consultation, and it has some quite extraordinary powers. They then amended the act and added a bit more protection in with the Bill of Rights Act after a sort of belated public inquiry. But what they're now doing is the minister is passing various orders to purportedly give them powers to do all kinds of extraordinary things. And this is the problem. Nobody knows what the orders are, including the police and including the government. Yeah, tell me something. Um, a lot of people are confused about this, as, as I am. I mean, I was at the protest today outside TVNZ where another four people got arrested. Um, non-compliance, no one wants to comply with this. They realise it's a have. It has been a have for a long time. The jab comes in. That's the thing driving any pandemic that gets created. And I think Delta actually comes from that nowhere else. Um, but yeah, these, these viruses never been isolated. You, you know the whole legal argument. Why the hell do we have to listen to mm. these cretins when we know damn well that they're lying through their teeth? Well, I, I tend to agree. And we're planning legal challenge of both two orders now, the no jab, no job law and this order that's come in today, if people are going to be arrested for peacefully protesting without causing any problems to anybody, then the problem is not the people, the problem is the law. And it's not even proper law. It's it's an order, a ministerial decree that they're winging it, they're making it up as they go along. And it's all founded on this basis that this injection, this experimental injection that the company that makes the injection doesn't even trust it itself, it's demanded a full indemnity, yeah. is somehow safe and effective when the evidence is that it's not safe and it's not effective, it's not approved, and it doesn't make the slightest bit of difference to the Delta strain. So the, the, the assumptions are so flawed, they mean nothing. One of the people arrested in Tauranga, of course, was uh, Tracy Livingston, who's actually a, a freedom a health advocate. She's um, part of the Outdoors Party, of course, and she's um, she's always standing her ground on a lot of things and willing to take the bullets, uh, unlike a lot of able-bodied people who rather run and cower. Um, well, what's her situation and how is she at the moment? Because I hear it's not just uh, a charge of failing to comply. Look, it's really difficult to get information because, of course, when they arrested her, they took her cell phone away. And I rang the police station at Tauranga, asked to speak to her. First of all, they denied any knowledge of her being there, even though we had photos of her being dragged away by the police. I rang again with more information and I said, look, this is, you know, date of birth. Whatever, what else do you need? Keep, please, can you put me through? And they said, oh, look, we'll make a message um, in our system and you'll get called back. And I said, well, please make it quick because this is important. Then um, half an hour or so later, or maybe an hour or so later, I got a call back from the police station saying, oh, Tracy's with us, and are you willing to talk to her? And I said, well, you know I'm willing to talk to her. I've already been asking you. Oh, we didn't know that. 
So the, the whole thing is a circus. Now, Tracy doesn't even know what she's being charged with because when I first spoke to the police officer, he said it was under the Health Act. And I said, oh, that's great. You know, we, we went through all the section, worked it all out. And then they said, oh, she's also being asked to give a DNA sample. I said, well, hang on, you can't do that because under the Health Act, it's not an offence, it's imprisonable, it's only a fine. And there's no power to ask for a DNA sample with a fine. They went away and consulted and came back and said, oh, no, 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 we've got a new charge. And I said, nah, that is bad faith. You cannot change the charge just to give you extra powers to try and take a, a bodily sample from somebody who's denied consent. So um, we, we've been having a fair few discussions there in Tauranga, and it's, it's embarrassing with the police. I then got a call back from the other chap in response to the message I'd left earlier, and he was a decent enough guy, and he said, oh, well, you know, the other officer's very young and new. And I said, well, hang on, that's your problem. That shouldn't be my client's problem. Yeah. And, you know, we, we went on like this. It's just absolutely unbelievable. And, look, I feel sorry for them as individuals. They, they're going to work, they're trying to do their job, and they don't know the law. Now, that's tough for them, but it's not okay for them to pick on members of the public who were simply a handful of people outside making a point. I couldn't even see that they've been breaking any law. You're allowed to go out and exercise. You're allowed to go out for relaxation um, activities. Tarong has got no no COVID. This is an arbitrary decision. I mean, you know, I was up in the Coromandel myself a couple of weeks ago. I was down in Christchurch last week. People groups together and then suddenly overnight apparently because the government let people in from Australia without due care, yeah. now New Zealand is punished for that. You know, the, there's nothing about this that is fair, reasonable or proportionate, which is the other thing about the law. It's supposed to be a proportionate response and it's supposed to be consistent with the Bill of Rights. But, of course, the police don't seem to have much training in that. So Tracy's actually appearing in court, I think, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, uh, presenting herself, and you're on standby, ready to help. Um, two, two more things before we uh, let you escape onto your next uh, uh, online call. Is there a possibility of an injunction to be taken taken out uh, under urgency? Apply to the courts to have an injunction to just stop the stop the madness, because um, because you've had the run around previously with the uh, chief court judge. Have you? Um, oh, with the employment court. Yes, that's so right. there's two different things happening. One is we are challenging the no jab, no job law because a whole lot of New Zealanders who are very good at their jobs, their employers, the employees are happy, but the government has come in over the top and said if you don't have a vaccination by the 26th of August if you work for the government or by the 30th, 30th of September if you don't work for the government, you can't come to work anymore. You're breaking the law by coming to work. So this is just an unprecedented interference in employment employee relationships and also, of course, the Bill of Rights because it's always been that it's voluntary to have medical treatment. There's never been anything forcing people to have medical treatment, and especially here where it's experimental medical treatment and it's arbitrary medical treatment that doesn't stop infection, doesn't stop transmission, doesn't stop hospitalisation, doesn't stop death, Sorry. doesn't really achieve anything at all. It's a complete big fat red herring from what I can see and from the expert advice we're getting. So 
We've got this process that we've started in the employment court. We had one um, telephone conference with them. The courts, we were hoping we could get a sort of generic protection for all employees. The courts come back and said, well, it wants more information about what the categories of employees are. So we've just been working on that and working on ways to work through these processes. I've got another call about that tonight, so I'm going to have to go shortly. But um, that's all happening. It's just the exact detail of how it's happening is is what we're still working through, and we need to go back to the court about that. Just one one other thing, because with Tracy's case, it's particularly bizarre. Yeah. So she was told, as I understand it, she could leave the police station if she signed the form to say, you know, she accepted their bail or whatever. She said, that's fine, but I'm signing under duress. Yeah. They said, no, you can't sign under duress. We'll keep you overnight in the jails and in the police cells instead. Now, tell me, how does that work? Threat of force for coercion. They won't, yeah, they won't let us sign the form to say that it's under duress, but they keep it there under duress. I mean, it's just yeah. absolutely ridiculous. This is how off the rails everything has gone. The um, no jab, no job policy at the government, of course, has started mandating places now. Of course, they use companies as cutaways to have them basically force it upon people by proxy. Um, isn't that a clear-cut case of constructive dismissal? Look, it's a clear-cut case, in my view, of a whole lot of breaches. And it's, in my view, it's um, actually a third party, which is the Minister Hipkins, the Minister of COVID, who's also the Minister of Public Service, believe it or not, engaging, well, undertaking actions that is forcing a breach between employer and employee. And we've actually got employers who are coming and asking for help as well because they like their employees. They don't want to fire their employees. They don't believe there's any risk for the employees. So it's not all just uh, employees who are upset. It's employers as well. Um, And I'm surprised it's not unions as well because they're not doing a very good job if they're not there protecting their employees. But what we've got is the government trying to force people to do what they don't want to do and with very good reason. So we're just having to work through it. It looks like we may have to go to the High Court to challenge the order and go back to the uh, Employment Court to protect people's rights while we're waiting for a decision. So it's all a pretty complicated process. We're trying to say, look, there must be one court that can deal with all of this in one go. Um, the court's a bit hesitant about that. It's trying to split us in three different directions, which is not that helpful. Yeah, we, 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 we know that. Just I know we're up against the clock. One last question: We know that the um, this agenda has been rolled out. Come hell or high water, uh, human rights be damned, freedoms and liberties be damned. They're going to trot over you left, right, and centre. Where do you see this going? It's a mess. I see an opportunity for the courts to stand up and hold the government to account. And there's been some um, some comments by various courts that's given us hope. But of course, it's very difficult for the, well, the court feel that it's very difficult for them to stand up against the government. And it's a time when they need courage, because if the court's not going to stand up for the people, then we basically have anarchy we basically have no law left we have a lawless government already yep, so either the courts are going to have to stand up and uphold the law the rule of law or the people are going to have to stand up but it's not looking pretty the way it's heading because the government just shows no respect for the law or for the people it represents we are 100 percent agreement on that times. yeah we're 100 yeah, unprecedented times and you know 
Yeah, it's this... changing day by day, hour by hour. It's, I mean, on the one hand, it's it's super interesting time to be alive, but <laughs> on the other hand, there's a lot of stressed people out there. It's a mess. I can certainly see this getting ugly because people have just had enough. So, um, thank you very much for your time, sir, and we'll catch up again in the next few days, hopefully, as this um, draconian lockdown continues. Brilliant. Hey, thanks, Sir Colvin. Doing a great job there. Much appreciated. You're most welcome. See you later. Okay, so there you have that interview. That hopefully is a bit of an eye-opener. There's a lot more to come, believe me, and it's especially the third interview. The second one should be enough to cause a lot of able-bodied people um, a lot of embarrassment, where you've got basically what I call the elder or the senior rebel alliance couple, husband and wife team, uh, which we'll have shortly. Uh, These people are putting the rest of you to shame. You need to pick up your game. Um, It's said that you comply because you want it to end. It doesn't end because you comply. And if you'll see, well, I'll just bring this up on screen now. So that so you got some Scots COVID powers could be made permanent. Now, remember, we told you every time you comply, every time they tell you something's not going to happen, that's usually to tell you it is. In other words, nothing is officially, nothing is official until it's officially denied. How many times did you send to tell you there will be no mask mandates? You get mask mandates. No, we are not looking at uh, mandating the jab. Guess what? You got the mandating of the jab. What's next? Sterilization of females. Oh, that's happening with the jab. Killing men, women, and children. That's happening with the jab. Yet we all just sit there because why? Because we forget history. We don't learn from it. We actually believe somewhere in some, maybe one molecule of their bodies, that they're actually going to have an epiphany and suddenly make everything okay and say, sorry, guys, we realize we're a bit rough on you, but uh, you can have your freedom now. That ain't not, that, it's never going to happen. That's like, that's like some uh, poor black fella in the old uh, cane fields coming in and telling the master, hey, can I have some rights? How long do you think he's going to last inside that house before he gets his ass kicked back out into that field? Not long at all. And that's exactly what's happening now. We are asking the government for rights. And as I say in one of the interviews to come up, if a man stands on a mountaintop and screams, but I have rights, by his very action, he proves he has none. And that's exactly what's happening now. You have no rights. You have no freedoms. The Bill of Rights is is subordinate legislation. The government acts under assumed parliamentary sovereignty, so therefore it can overrule and change the law as, as, as it suits. And we've seen that in previous court cases. I spoke about doing an injunction to bring the whole thing to an end. When the courts fail to protect us as they are meant to be, that protective barrier between the unbridled power of government and the people, when that falls down, you have lawlessness. You do not have a functioning system, a lawful system, a legal system, whatever the hell you want to call it. We know the government's a private corporation. We know they are bought and paid for political whores, pushing and selling you a poison pill in a pretty wrapper with big flashy teeth. We know this is happening. My question to you is, where's your red line? Where's the line you will not allow them to cross because they're coming for your kids? And if that's that's one hill you die on. And if you aren't prepared to stand for the children and stand for their futures, then you're a gutless damn coward. As you see by the people out there, whether it's TVNZ, Tauranga, down in Christchurch, these people are the people that the leftists take apart all the time, yet they're the ones out there standing for you. They're the ones out there standing for those leftists who have the nerve to abuse you. 
Share this far and wide because the next lot of interviews coming up are going to be a cause for concern. And you're going to want to listen to everything these people have to say. Now, here's another thing I'm sick to death of. And you're probably a little pissed off as well because I am. Voices for Freedom send out a text telling their their regional people basically to stand down. And do nothing and we'll sort something out after level four. The whole damn point is level four and not complying. So instead of having voices for freedom every two minutes, why don't you start action for freedom? You weak, gutless cowards. Similarly, Groundswell New Zealand, that is full of a lot of great people. Those farmers, as I've said before, great people, backbone of the economy, backbone of every recovery we've ever had. And their whole industry has been decimated because that's part of the Great Reset. No private property, government-controlled food, the Chinese Communist Party social credit system, where you have to comply, be a yes man, in order to even eat. They send out to their supporters to stay home and comply with all level four lockdowns, cancelling their toot action. What the hell is that? That ain't a groundswell. Now I know the majority of those groundswell people are awesome people and they are pissed off with this little edict. And I hope there's a challenge to the leadership so the real men stand up. Get those feckless fools out of there and actually start organising a proper resistance. Stop leaving it to the same ones you tear the crap out of all the time. Like Billy and I, we've had our differences, absolutely. He hates Freemasons. I don't give a rat's ass about that. I am a damn Freemason. I'm proud of it. And I will put my um, CV, as it were, for actually achieving shit in the freedom movement over anyone who's been talking about it and to a multitude. So before you come at me, check your own... Um, history of delivery I've delivered now I've said it constantly the great reset is coming with you already or not again where's your red line in the sand when are you going to say enough is enough and you, know, you see the signs enough is enough but that's all it ever is signs we talk a lot we do a lot of billboards where is the pushback am I advocating violence no, I'm not advocating violence, but I tell you what, it is fast heading in that direction. And would I shy away from it? Not on your damn life. I have children too. And someone has to do it. Like we say, if not us, who? If not now, when? So now let's look at the... Um, look at Australia. You've got a stadium of up to 24,000 kids that the parents aren't allowed in, jabbing them. And, of course, the government's saying, don't worry, your kids are well looked after, they're happy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, happy being what? Sterilised? Killed off? Diseases and problems that'll uh, come out over time, because remember, we're still in this great human trial that none of us agreed to. Well, some of the clowns did, but you've got to also feel for those people because they have been conned. They only get the 6 o'clock news. They don't get alternative media. Most people are working their guts out just so they can afford to be broke, and they haven't got time to stop, research, and find out what's going on. It's up to us to help them. And as we see in Scotland, once these encroachments start, they will not stop. Think about it. The whole Western world, this isn't just about a country. This isn't about a virus in one damn country. This has been played out lockstep throughout the whole Western world. And who benefits? 
the Chinese Communist Party. Why? Because it's the Chinese Communist Party social credit system that you're all heading to, and transhumanism, and we will do a show on that. That'll be enough to make you shit scared. So we've got Tereita and uh, Ray. They're coming up next. I'm going to play their clip, and I want everybody to listen to them and then ask yourself, why an 80-year-old woman is on the front line when all you joke males who are probably wondering what damn gender you are aren't right beside them and protecting them when they, when they get gone after. Ask yourself that while you watch this. Back soon. Okay, joining us now via Skype is uh, two of the four that were, were arrested in Tauranga down there at the um, uh, anti-lockdown protest where they're actually, actually um, standing their ground for their uh, rights and freedoms, just like the rest of us. But here's the kicker. Tereita and Roy Taunui. Now, Ray. Ray Taunui. I can't even read my own writing. Um, Tereita, you, you are 80 years old. Why, why aren't you, like, enjoying the latter part of your life? Why are you showing up all the able-bodied people who should be standing on the front lines to protect you? What, what's driving you guys to stand and do this when, when a lot of these other feckless creatures just won't stand up to the mark? Because we want to live in freedom and not in a fascist country. Uh, we want to have all our rights restored. We want to live in freedom, as I say. Yeah. And, um, and not live in fear. Exactly. So, so, what, so, so take people through, because a lot of people weren't there, of course. I was, I was in the, uh, by the TVNZ uh, today at that anti-lockdown protest. Um, and you're in Tauranga, of course. So give us give us an, uh, a quick run through of the day, right up to when you got nabbed. Well, we were there, and the um, people kept turning up all the time. Um, we were we were quite a small group, really, but um, we were all there for a common purpose. So um, I had a sign, um, and the friend we picked up. Sue Sutton, she also had a sign, and uh, we were the only ones with signs there. Right. Um, and until uh, Tracy Livingston turned up, um, we were all right until then. Um, we, we just stood there and we held our signs, and the others just stood there uh, in support. Um, we got a few um, toots, toots from the um, people going by. Um, and then a whole mass of police suddenly descended on it. Actually, there were 11 of them altogether. Oh, wow. And, yes, they came out of the, the police station and um, Tracy had a um, had, had a uh, our original New Zealand flag. She was holding that. Anyway, they started um, talking to Tracy and she talked back to them and... Um, so there was interaction between them, uh, Tracy and the police. Um, I had moved away from, at that stage. I went to move over to the corner so that I could um, see any um, cars or people going by. Um, and then I turned around and I saw that they were arresting Tracy and they threw the flag that she was holding on the ground and they started to take her off. Um mm. So I decided at that stage, didn't we? We just well, we decided at that stage that we were going to move. They said move along, so we did. We started walking, and um, unfortunately, they must have heard what I said because I was going to go to another um, stand in 
um, in front of the ANZ building in um, Cameron Road. Right. So, and, and there was a whole group of policemen um, behind us as we were walking, and they said keep they said keep walking, which we did, and then all of a sudden they came up to us so quickly, I just. Yeah, just turned around and they arrested me. They grabbed hold of me tightly, I might say, by the arms and um, threw my – I don't know what they did with my notice. I had the flag too. I don't even know what happened to those two. It was too quick. Wow. So I don't know whether they threw them down or what, or what happened to them. don't know. And they took me off. They. And what, they were, just, and what were you thinking right at that time, Ray? Were you sort of – you must have been pretty angry over that. He was coming uh, around the corner then. Yes, the I was. Um, I wasn't happy about that. And, but I had already been approached by another officer and was told to go home, um, to get in the car and go home. And I told him I would not do that because I've just seen your mates arrest my wife and where she goes, I go. Good I don't man. care. What, so I don't care what you think or what you say. That I'm not happy about. So where she is, that's where I'm going to be. And they gave me the, another chance to move off. They said they would give me a ring when they when they were going to release her, so I could come and get her. But I had to go home and stay home. And I said no. I said, you might as well arrest me then because I'm not going anywhere. You've taken my wife in there. Um, you've arrested her, taken her into the station. That's where I'm going to. And if you don't like it, well, then them's the brakes. And he turned around and said, well, I, I don't like doing this, but I'm going to have to arrest you for breach of um, uh, health. Yeah, health. The COVID, yeah, the COVID con. Yeah, health yeah. act. Yeah, and I said, well, whatever. I said, arrest me because I'm not going anywhere. Good man. And See, that's 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 stand up. That is where you actually stand to defend your wife. It's a pity more of these blokes out here don't start doing that and don't start making a stand for the people of this country, especially the children that they're trying to murder through these jabs or the yeah. elder people that they're trying to wipe out. So, so what, what, what happened when you actually got in the cells? Yeah. Um. Um, I got in the cells. Um, I wouldn't give my name. I wouldn't reply to their questions. So they stuck me in one of the holding cells wow. where I consoled myself by singing Māori songs out loud. loud. Brilliant. <laughs> so um, also they offered me a glass of water, which I refused um, because I would not drink or eat there. You're more of a rebel than most people in this movement. So while I was there, I actually did some exercises that I had put off from doing in the morning. So it, it gave me an opportunity to do that. <laughs> um, I'm not saying it was, um, you know, it was an experience, and I hadn't experienced that before either. But I was keeping an ear out um, because I knew my husband. I knew that he wouldn't let me stay in there without he himself Good man. Um, being arrested. And also a friend of ours, Sue Sutton, who um, also got herself arrested because she was our friend and was supporting us. Um, 
And so, so what happened? What, what was the what was the end result? Did you get charged with anything? Did you get released with a warning? Did they say, "Hey, if we have to come after you again, you elite uh, criminals, we'll uh, gave us bag and take They gave us option one, sorry, um, which okay. was to, um, to just uh, take our um, sign out for our gear that they had taken off us. Everything I might add, our shoes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. My bloody feet was cold, um, and also. Uh, Hey, so yeah, they they um, they said to me like um, we will just give you a warning and release you, um, and beca- uh, you were arrested because of this um, this breach, breach of, of the health act, yeah. um, and that is why you were uh, arrested. And the officer who told me this, um, he said. He said, "You just you just have to say um, yes. You you accept that, and you will uh, you'll just get this warning. But the all officers, all police will have our names and this in their system. So if they come across us doing any other protests within the area or time of where we're supposed to be in lockdown." We will the next time they will be, we will be arrested and it'll be the court uh, court case next time. Okay, now the question I bet the audience has, just like I have, is that going to deter you, or are you going to be out on the front lines yet again? Mm, oh yeah, we're going to be on the front lines again. Boom. There's no way I will stop protesting. I've been protesting since Bastion Point, and I'm not going to stop. I want I want um, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren and my great-great-grandchild to have a future. Absolutely. We won't have a future. The children won't have a future if if um, all the freedom fighters don't unite and actually achieve something. I know that all um, – oh, what is it? All um, – most things are, are fought in the court of law, in a court of law, and a lot is already going through um, about that. Um, but, you know, we still need to get out there and protest to show people that we don't agree with what the tyranny that's um, taking over our land um, right. at this moment in time. We just don't agree with it. So we'll be <clears throat> protesting. Oh, by the way, yes, we had one lovely officer of the law, a young man, who actually said to us, "We're not. I'm not taking the vax. Now, I don't even know why he said that to us, but he told us this, and he also said that quite a few of them are not having the vax. So, um, They're the intelligent ones. Yes. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Well, I never asked him anything. He just volunteered that information. Brilliant. Yeah. And yeah. and and he was the only the only officer there that was really courteous, um, apart from one earlier on, but he had to go out on another job. But this one, he was really good, and he actually let me go and see my wife because yeah. I, I moved from one cell to a second one, and then he asked me later on. Not long before we were released, if I wanted to see my wife, and that's the first time that happened. All the time we were there, which was about three hours, something like that, 
for hours. That's brilliant. That's it, and that's that's the thing. There are pockets of good cops, good military, and that out there. <clears throat> all we have to do is have them step forward with the rest of us, yeah. and it's all over for the government. You two are an absolute inspiration. I know you're tired. It's been a big day and a big ordeal. Um, we, I will be watching your progress, believe me, and uh, no doubt we'll be having a chat in the near future about why you got arrested again. Yeah, sorry. I just remember you also said that um, we could we could protest if we were on a um, level two. Level two lockdown, we can protest, not a problem, as long as we don't have, have over, over 100. 100 people there at the same time. At, at the same time. And what was your response? What was your, what was your response? We'll protest whenever we damn well please. We didn't actually say no, that, but well, we said, well, we'll still be we going. Will, we will be going. <laughs> Pretty much the same thing then. That's good. So thanks very much, guys. We look forward to following your progress, and uh, hopefully you'll escape the next nabbing. Thanks very much for joining us. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And we're back, live with a counterspin in the studio. <clears throat> now that is an inspirational couple, and they should be the benchmark to which all want to inspire. It's just going 22, 24 hours. I've said it more than once on this program, and I'll say it again. Do not believe anything you see in the mainstream media. I'm sure you all know that. Believe nothing blindly. You question everything, especially if it comes from someone in authority. Now, that was drummed into me right from when I could even remember words by my mother. So she put me in good steed to be able to push back all the time and see the bullshit from the uh, roses, as it were. Now, everyone goes on about we're in a war. Hell yes, we're in a war. Information, economical, life. The whole thing's at, we're at war. And the first casualty of any war is the truth. And the truth has certainly got murdered in Parliament. Now, a lot of people I don't think have truly grasped the animal that they are up against. I'm not calmer now, do you see? I've had my little rant before. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm not going to have another one. but Now, we've seen what's happening in Australia, and we say, geez, those guys have got it bad. But you don't realise that's coming here too. You've seen what's happening in the UK. You've seen what's happening in America. You've seen what's happening in a lot of countries around the world that value individual rights and freedoms. Nothing is changing. This beast is coming whether you're ready or not. The question is, as I said, where's your red line? What is the point? What's that precipice where you decide whether you will fall and cower or whether you will rise. We are the many. They are the few. But the problem is the idiot box, the mainstream media, try to isolate you, make you feel like you're alone and that there's nobody coming to your rescue. So when they start that, can remember this is a psychological operation. It has been from day one. We called the plays. We tried to guide you through and tell you what's coming. And every, at every juncture, we've been right. I'll tell you what else is coming. Look to Taiwan. Taiwan is a target. They are trying to destroy the U.S. They are trying to break it down from within. They've already bought and paid for most of the politicians. Just happen to be Democrats. And, of course, there's rhinos in there as well. 
pretend Republicans. They're attacking their military with critical race theory, where they try to understand white rage. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. If you go to battle, you want to have a bit of of rage, don't you? Because you want to win the damn war. They're trying to beat them economically by removing the US dollar as the world's predominant um, exchange, method of exchange. Because remember, everything bought and sold for in the world has to first go to US dollars and then from US dollars to the next country. A lot of people didn't realize that, but it's true. The petrodollar is the American dollar. Once you remove that, America becomes like Venezuela. The rest of the world, because we're pegged to that, follows suit. And the Chinese Communist Party and a few of its little allies have been working against the U.S. economy for years. This isn't just years in the making. This is decades, probably a century in the making. Because one thing about the Chinese is that they plan intergenerational. They're not parliamentary terms like these clowns down in Wellington. Remember, Jacinda Ardern, as stupid as they are, they take their marching orders from higher-ups. And I can take you up the levels, but most people won't grasp it. Most people watching this show are already aware of what's what's there. The world is a chessboard, and we're all being moved around like pawns on it. Well, it's time us pawns become self-aware, reclaimed our power, and started putting them in check, until we checkmate them. Because that's the game we're facing. Unfortunately, game is usually um, connected with fun of some sort, and this ain't fun. I'm sure you watching this feel that yourself. So, for a better explanation of what's coming here shortly, and a good all-round picture of what's going on in the world, let's have a look at um, the interview we had with our Australian cousins across the ditch. And I think if that doesn't wake you up the rest of the way, or red pill you properly, I really am at a loss as to know what will. Have a look at this. Scoping in from Australia now, we have our friends across the ditch, Jamie McIntyre from the Australian National Review and Raina Drake from the Australian Patriots Alliance. They are, of course, facing their own trials and tribulations and issues over this whole COVID fiasco. Um, Jamie, let me come to you first. Uh, if you can just give everyone a bit of a background, a uh, quick introduction about yourself, and then there's a particular point I want to get to and ask you, uh, because I think the viewing audience might find it very interesting. Yeah, sure. Thanks, Colin. My, my background, I'm predominantly I was an entrepreneur and, and a, a lecturer on uh, success psychology for 20 years, spoke in New Zealand many a time, so around the country years ago. But what I did in 2013 is I founded an independent media in Australian National Review. It was one of the first newspapers launched. It was a print edition initially in Australia in decades. And at the same time, I launched a political party, 21st Century Australia, back then. So that's eight years ago, really because I, I felt that unless we had independent media, we would face these type of problems we're facing today where there's massive corruption in mainstream media uh, and collusion with certain governments around the world and they have simply too much power, and any person or individual corporations that have too much power, I see as always a threat to the health of a so-called democratic society. And, uh, of course, I was ahead of the trend, and you know, now we see ourselves in a situation where if it wasn't for independent media, uh, and such as yourself and others in New Zealand, Australia, around the world, then we wouldn't have any chance of even exposing what's going on in the world right now. We'd have to follow the false official narrative that we have a global COVID pandemic and we need to produce a 
uh, a rush to market unproven, unnecessary, ineffective, deadly and dangerous, insane, ludicrous global medical experiment disguised as a vaccine uh, to treat a flu. Um, so, I mean, it's just absurd and insane. The agenda that's being pushed uh, so absurd that, you know, obviously I've, I've challenged many politicians, etc., and, and, and media representatives about this. Uh, and uh, because just, it's, I don't want you to have the phrase in New Zealand, I'm sure you do, it's complete and utter BS. Oh, it's bullshit to the max, absolutely. I just wanted, needed to, uh, you know, expand on that for those people who aren't aware of what BS actually meant. Uh, it's the sort of thing Jacinda talks about all the time when she's fronting the cameras along with the hapless Hipkins. Speaking of Jacinda Ardern and hapless Hipkins and their um, array of talking heads, have any one of these people contacted you? Because I know you, off- has off- you have offered a million dollars to anyone who can prove that this virus exists. And um, surely, if it did, they would trot the evidence over, contact you and say, I'd like my million dollars, thanks. Have they actually done that? Yeah, well, so, so I might put out many multi-million dollar challenges. And I started this in 2016. I was the author of a book called The Great Vaccine Con. So before that, just quickly, I was a hapless pro-vaxxer. I believed everything that the government told us and our medical profession told us and the World Health Organization. So I was a sleepyhead like many people and just thought what they told us was to be true. I had no idea. It's only that when uh, doctors and scientists, brave doctors and scientists, started to speak out and send independent data through to the Australian National Review. I was an editor at the time to say, look, guys, you need to expose the fraud in the vaccine industry because uh, the mainstream media won't touch it. And now we know why they won't touch it because they're complicit and that they profit immensely from they're the biggest advertisers of pharmaceutical vaccine makers. Um, so I put up a million-dollar challenge back then to say that vaccines back then, before COVID, weren't safe, effective or necessary. And no one took me up on it. Uh, people such as uh, uh, Robert Kennedy Jr., uh, Robert De Niro, the actor, also put in 100,000 each for the same, same challenge. But the more recent challenge, what you're talking about, Kelvin, is where I put up multi-million dollar challenges. One of them was to say that COVID is a falsified pandemic. Uh, it doesn't, it's not a real pandemic. And your listeners mightn't be aware that in 2010, a motion put through the European Parliament stated very clearly that the World Health Organization... Uh, that vaccine makers, i.e. drug companies, have dangerous levels of influence over the World Health Organization, and they got caught out in 2010 trying to hype a normal flu strain out of South America into a global pandemic, and they got caught out and didn't get away with it. That's why Gates and Fauci and his vaccine cronies that run the World Health Organization, conflict of interest, it's corrupted. They had the definitions changed, so when they tried this scam again, which they did in late 2019, they changed it so they could count cases uh, because, and that's what they did. So now you can count cases of healthy people and still be deemed a global pandemic. And when it's it's deemed a global pandemic, many people don't realise our governments are already being scammed. They've already handed over tens and tens of billions of dollars to uh, the drug manufacturers, you know, for grants, you know, medical supplies, etc. It's an absolute rort, but that's not the only agenda behind it. It's not just about money. So yeah, no one's taking me up on the million dollar challenge because, because it's complete and utter BS. I'm not saying people haven't died, um, but since when do we make it a, a global sport to track how many people die every year or how many people die of the flu? Yeah. All they have done is basically rebranded, reclassified the flu, Kelvin, as you might be aware, yeah. and inflating deaths. Uh, they, I've said, show me the 4.2 million autopsies of people who have died of COVID. Actually, don't show me 4.2. Show me how about a million? Or what about half a million or 100,000 or 10,000 or 1,000 or 500 or 100 or even 10 maybe? What about just one? 
Yeah. If you're going to say, pull off a global scam, you need to do two things. One, you need to find people that are dying. Oh, that's pretty easy, actually. Where have they found all the people claimed to have died of COVID? Nearly all of them are over 80 and aged care homes, because that's tend to be where you find people dying every year, especially <laughs> of the flu. Yeah. And then where, the other thing you need to do is be able to make out that there's all these cases. Well, that's why they had the definition change that they could just count healthy people's cases. If you and I went to a doctor in normal times and the doctor said, the doctor would say, well, what's wrong with you? The doctor needs to know what your symptoms are to diagnose what you have. If you said, well, actually, there's nothing wrong with me, the doctor would be like, why are you here? And I'd be like, I don't know. I was told to come to a doctor. You know, the doctor would get out of my office. You yeah, know, because exactly. you're healthy. That's not those symptoms. Yet they pulled off one of the greatest frauds of all time by just counting. So in New Zealand, you're in a lockdown over one case, one case of nothing. See, in Australia, they've done the same thing throughout the states around the country. Like there might be 400 cases in New South Wales yeah. today, say. Well, half those cases were the same cases from yesterday. They just keep recounting them. And let's do break that down, Kelvin, statistically. 90% of those people will show zero, zero symptoms. Yep, exactly. I wonder why. Because they're healthy. They don't have anything. 10% will show, guess what? Oh, no, shit, Dick Tracy. They'll show flu-like symptoms. Yep. Flu-like symptoms. I wonder why. Because COVID, coronaviruses have been around for decades and they're just a common flu. So apparently this one's really deadly. Well, even if you believed in COVID, you believed in everything the idiot box told us and the idiot box presenters and the idiot health ministers we have in Australia, I'm sure you have oh, in going here. as well. You're married. Yeah. If you believe any, everything they said and that 4.2 million people have died and this is a global, global pandemic, still then there's no justification to rush out a, a rush to market unproven, unnecessary, deadly and dangerous global medical experiment when there's ivervectin and hydrocosychloroquine, other cheap alternative treatments, or you can just take a cold and flu tablet will help reduce symptoms too of the flu. Absolutely. So these vaccines, one, are not necessary and they don't work. They don't stop COVID, they don't stop the transmission, but they are very deadly. And this is what they're covering up. They inflated the COVID deaths by 10 to 100 times. Statistically, this is going to be proven. They've deflated the deaths of people dying by the COVID vaccine by 10 to 100 times. Yep. Why? Because it's a fraud. Yep. They want people, have you ever experienced with any other vaccine in the past such pressuring, peer pressuring, coercion, influencing, bribing, intimidating, basically mandatory, not mandatory. They're saying it's not mandatory. Scott Morrison, Australian Prime Minister, is <coughs> saying that. Yet, at the same time, now you can't cross into Queensland, across borders in Australia, unless you're taking a vaccine. Same with the WA. You can't have a job soon. You soon won't be able to go to the supermarket and get food unless you take a vaccine. That's right. Oh, oh no, it's not mandatory. Oh, yes, it is. They wish to shut us out of society, those who choose not to be part of this global medical experiment. Yep, and this is, of course, a, a, a virus that's so deadly, you have to be tested to know you've got it. And, of course, they're, yeah. they're, they're, then they'll falsify that because, like the PCR test, that was not fit for purpose. That was just picking up contaminants, like taking a, a still shot of a, a, a bowl of alphabet soup um, and saying what's in there. <clears throat> and then, of course, uh, a vaccine's so safe, you've got to be forced and coerced to take it. So I understand exactly where you're coming from. So what I'll do now is I'll go. I'll bring uh, Raina into the uh, conversation. And um, I know she's not backwards and coming forwards about all this either. Raina, how did you get into all of this, Raina? Because I, I, like the rest of us, you're probably filthy on this, these pricks as well. <laughs> uh, hello. Uh, well, for me, really, um, look, what I can say is I was red-pilled. Um, sometime in 2012 and around 2014 I started having nightmares about a one world totalitarian government and 
in these nightmares, there were there was no escape. There is um, every single country was exactly the same, and um, this, these nightmares basically um, occurred over a period of um, three to six months. And I decided to study law, a bachelor of laws and a bachelor of government and international relations to do something to potentially stop this because I knew that the nightmares were probably just uh, reflecting to me what my subconscious fears were. My subconscious fears were based on the information I had, which was the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers and 9-11 being an entire job. And I thought to myself that um, a one-world totalitarian government was looking very, very likely. And of course, I went to law school just to figure out that actually law and politics and government were the problem and that the United Nations was not there to help us. If anything, they were the one world government. And that has become ever clearer as 2020 has you know, come and gone and we're now in 2021. And I, um, for me, as a parent and as a business owner, um, just seeing the legislations that have been um, implemented in the last few months that essentially um, strip every Australian citizen, every pre-born man and woman on this land of any meaningful protection against their own government. And I don't care what kind of um, emergency we're in. The Constitution is there, or was supposed to be there anyway, um, <laughs> to protect us against government tyranny. And in my personal opinion, no time um, at no time is the Constitution more important than during these very times when government is bound to overstep the mark. And so to see all of that just stripped away and dump just gave me the shields and I just couldn't stand and watch what was happening. So I had to get up and do something. And the more, of course, I have learned, the more I have realized how completely, um, you know, fucked up this entire situation is and if there ever was a time for humanity as a species to come together and start thinking about a way forward now is that time you know there's a, a lot of our military and police have quite often gone overseas and they've missed in the affairs of other countries they've um helped to nation build they've um basically gone after pretend liberations, usually it's liberating them of, of their resources on behalf of the fat catch, the very ones you talk about. What's the sense of the military and police over there? Are there any that are breaking ranks? Are there any that are rumbling, saying, hang on, this is going too far, because really all we're doing is um, propagating, <clears throat> propagating an attack against Australia and the entire Western world, including New Zealand, to bring in a communist dictatorship. What's actually happening on the streets in places like Sydney? Can you even go out of your house without a mask? Oh, well, not really. I mean, what's happening, what we are seeing right now is a military, or it's basically martial law um, in all but name. We are in full-blown martial law. We have police and military on the street so-called helping um, administer vaccines to young people. And these people are collapsing. Children are collapsing and it's being hidden. Right? So, when, as far as I know, there is 
a large number of people in the military or at the very least in, um, in the police force who do not support this, who know that this is bullshit and who don't want anything to do with this. But they are stuck because they have to feed their families. They've destroyed <coughs> the economy for this very reason. Yeah. That there is a, you know, the, the lockdowns are not just there to demoralize us and break us down mentally and emotionally. They're there to ensure that we are economically, financially um, reliant on the government and whatever dollar they give us. And so if you tighten the noose around the community and the society such that you as a government basically get to decide which businesses are essential, who is allowed to make a living or not, then you wind up in the situation where the average person who has to rely on their weekly income to just feed their families and put a roof over their heads, struggle to step up and say no. So struggle to basically step down from their um, abusive workplaces and the police are in that kind of situation. And although a part of me is like, well, guys, this is a species level extension event and we need not, your work doesn't matter right yeah. now, right? Because if we do not stand up, <clears throat> you may not have a up. The other part of me also understands because I'm a parent and I also need to put a roof over my head. So the police and the army are really caught between a rock and a hard place at the moment. And um, from my conversation with some of the cops on the streets guarding the borders, because I live on the New South Wales, New South Wales Queensland border, and I literally have to leave a car on the Queensland side and a car on the New South Wales side so that I can cross the border and conduct my affairs um, into the state. And my daughter's dad is in New South Wales, and soon the vaccine passports will basically um, force us to decide where the child's going to stay. She's only 10. And I intend wow. to basically sue the, um, both the federal and state governments because I need them to demonstrate where the emergency is because my child is 10 and deserves to have both parents um, um, in her life. But the cops that I spoke to really are fed up. They are over this. They are not interested. They know it's bullshit. They, they don't support it. But they basically just, um, one of the cops literally said that it has to get worse before it gets better. And when it gets worse, then, you know, they might step in and do something. Just before I go back to uh, Jamie and bring him in again, how, how far away do you think your vaccination passports are actually away from being fully implemented there. Any ideas? A couple of months is that. A couple of months, wow. You see, because usually New Zealand's the lab rat of the world. Pardon? Usually New Zealand is the lab rat of the world and then everything gets farmed out. But in this case, you guys have actually... Um, been hit the hardest, and everyone's now going to follow that trend because we see the the crap that comes on the news is in lockstep, phrase for phrase, the same propaganda. Our prime minister calls it sustained propaganda. She's meant to be the one source of truth and all that sort of crap. And it's a it's a it's a typical leaf out of the playbook of the new world order and the Tavistock Institute and all these other cretins vying for position to um, take them all out. So um, I'll just bring Jamie back in. Jamie, I've actually um, uh, accused this government, uh, Jacinda Ardern personally, um, or hapless Hipkins, 
and a few of the others, like Susie Walls and that, of uh, reckless disregard for human life and murder. So far, I haven't had anyone charge me for defamation or anything like that. Now, these are people who are supposedly intelligent, who have access for, to all sorts of information and the best scientific minds in the world, if, should they choose, but they don't. They only have these willing little um, lapdogs who will come out and parrot the party line. Do Are your courts, okay, because our courts are giving us a runaround. And if a, if a court is meant to be the last bastion uh, between the unbridled power and government and us, <clears throat> once that collapses, which it pretty much has here, you have nothing. You have no legitimate anything, any form of government, any f- sort of law and order. Do you think that the police and military and those within it, because they're all humans as well, sooner or later, they won't be in that, those forces and they'll be subject to the same. Do you think this requires a pushback from the people and then have the military come in and help? Or what do you think is actually going to happen? Or do you think we are too far down the road? Because it seems that agenda is rolling out no matter how many protests we have, no matter how many submissions we do, no matter how much we stand on a rooftop and scream, but we have rights. Because let's face it, any man who has to yell, but I have rights, by his very action proves he has none. What's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, it's a very it's a very important question. I, I think, you know, the reality is we are in a globalist coup. And unfortunately, the time people realize this, I say, I've said it clearly, uh, those who follow us, Australian National Review, etc. if you comply, you will die. If you conform, you'll realize too late that you were wrong. The time, it's a great awakening, and it's great news that a lot of people are waking up rapidly, yeah. but they've injected, you know, 44% of Australians, they claim already, I'm not sure the stats in, of two doses and you know, quarter the population with one dose. It's probably similar in New Zealand. Overseas, it's higher. Um, we have to understand that we're at war. Yes. And people go, well, what do you mean we're at war? I don't hear any shots being fired. I'm going, there's been four billion shots fired into your arms already around the world, but they're silent, but don't think they're not deadly. Yeah. See, the globalists wanted to take us all out and depopulate the planet with machine guns. The problem they would have, they start shooting some of us, but the rest of us would realise, hang on, this is war, and we'd quickly build a resistance army uh, and some of the police and military would switch to our side immediately and uh, there would be a civil outbreak. So they can't do it that way. So silently uh, um, exterminating people, I mean, it's hard for a lot of people to get their head around that. The time they do, it'll be too late. Uh, But it's it's not a conspiracy theory that the elites, the globalists, had planned for decades to to want to reduce the world's population. Uh, People go, well, why would the governments want to kill us? It's not the governments trying to kill us. The governments do as they're told, just as doctors and the military would do as they're told. The situation is so grave right now is that if I was in New Zealand, uh, I would do what I've done here. I've given Australians and I have a significant following in Australia. And uh, I've told people that you have less than 10 days to vacate your cities. If you do not depart your cities within the next 10 days, you must accept the reality that you could be permanently locked down, not just for a couple of more months, but for up to three years to the end of 2025. You are looking at it. You're in a city. Cities will no longer be safe. Martial law is already imposed in parts of Sydney, and you think it's not going to get worse, and the New Zealand will be exactly the same. Um, that, that's the situation. We're at war, and uh, the, cha- the most dangerous people are is the p- politicians that think they're doing the right thing. Now, some of the politicians honestly believe the Delta strain and COVID. They, they are hip- in a mass hi- hypnosis, like half the world's population is, half the Kiwis you probably talk to are in mass hypnosis, mass psychosis, and they believe whatever's on the idiot box told by idiot box presenters and idiot health ministers is the Don't truth. Do they want. And that we have a COVID. Yep. 
So therefore, the, the people that are most dangerous are the people that think they're doing the right thing. So there's some politicians that will or uh, instruct the military to forcibly go door to door and vaccinate people when the government's panic because the Delta strains are, are vac- cover up for vaccine death and injury and they will spread and, and the spike proteins and those vaccinated will spread. They had a fake false pandemic. Now they've created a real pandemic and it will spread and kill people, this spike protein. So they, governments are going to panic. And when they panic, they go, oh, even eight weeks ago, people say, they've never put the military on the streets in Australia. Well, they already have. They'll never forcibly vaccinate. Well, the quarantine camps are being built. If you don't agree to a vaccination soon, you'll be given a quarantine notice, not to quarantine in your home, but to quarantine in a prison camp. It's a prison camp. We're at war and our time to stand up and defend this is running out. If you're in, in stay in major cities past the next 10 days, you must prepare to be locked down and potentially forcibly vaccinated or put into a prison camp. That's how bad the situation is. It sounds crazy, but we aren't the crazy ones. That's right. We are the ones saying don't take an experimental drug. That has killed estimates of over 600,000 people dead already from the vaccine. Half the schmucks on the street don't even know anyone's died of it. 60 million estimated injured, half of them seriously. That's according to the Global Health Organization. You know, only 1% to 10% ever get reported to VARs, etc. Yep. There's already 60,000 recorded deaths. You have to times it by at least 10 to be even conservatively accurate. Um, so we are dealing with, it's mass genocide, but people don't want to believe the big lie, and that's how they get away with the big lie. History repeats. No one wants to believe it. Yep. People just want to believe the, the TV presenter that knows jack shit about the world, that is paid to script deadly drugs to them, that's just doing their job, reading a script, yep. the health ministers just read a script. Half these people think they're doing the right thing, just like parents will drag their kids off to a vaccination centre and effectively murder them, think they're saving them. But you, I can tell you this, though, there's a lot of politicians, and I just got some intel today. Uh, you know, I've already escaped the cities and escaped, left my home behind because it's no longer safe for me to be there. But the point being, I have intel today uh, that uh, politicians uh, in uh, Victoria, uh, the amount of cocaine they are buying and the parties they're having, every lockdown they get, they are actually getting massive bonuses. Now, whether those bonuses are coming from the government uh, based on certain percent targets or coming from Pfizer, etc. But this is first-hand knowledge of them partying every lockdown because they're getting paid massive amounts of money. So I think people all around Australia and New Zealand should start demanding Freedom of Information Act, what bonuses are being given to politicians for every lockdown that there is. But they're probably not going to tell us anyhow. Uh, we are... Uh, the world, whether we like it or not, has been taken over by the globalists. They own half the world's wealth. It's no longer, it used to be covert behind the scenes. What they were doing now, it's spilling out into the public. And uh, there's going to be mass panic from the government and the people in coming months. Australia is the test case for the rest of the world. Once Northern Hemisphere goes into winter, all shit's going to break loose around the world. They can no longer cover up the vaccine deaths and injuries. And they will blame it on the Greek alphabet of variants. And they yeah. run out of that and they'll bring out the star constellations. We predicted all this. As you know, you'll be able to predict it if you have the lockstep documents that were leaked in 2010. Yep. It tells us exactly what's happening. The you haven't accurately predicted is we didn't predict what has happened as fast as it's happening. But I'm telling you now, folks, you have less than 10 days to get out of major cities in Australia and New Zealand. Otherwise, you're going to be locked in, trapped, and they will go door to door. And you haven't been, first of all, encourage you. The second time they come knocking on your door, uh, they may not be encouraging you. Yeah, I 100% agree. And this is something that New Zealand needs to hear because we have so many 
sources out there who go part the way with the truth and they do not deliver the boom. And that interview pretty much delivers the boom and hopefully it'll shock a few people because it's just another case of history repeating itself. No one wanted to believe the killing fields in Cambodia with Pol Pot. No one wanted to uh, look at the 20 to 50 million Chinese in, uh, under Chairman Mao or Stalin or all these others or Hitler's alleged um, bloody butchering and all that. No one wanted to see any of that. But afterwards, we look back and say, we will never let that happen again. And then here we are ready to do it again. What a bunch of feckless twits we have here. So, so, so. I want um, some parting words from you both, and I also want you to give us how people can follow you because, I've, like I said, I've, I've looked at um, some stuff and I'll be following a lot more closely now because it's some good stuff, you know. And you don't mince your words. You get to the point, which is what's needed in this country. So many people take the long road to a shortcut, and quite frankly, I'm sick to death of it. So, Rainer, if you can just let us know some parting words and um, uh, let, us, let, let people know how they can follow you, and then uh, we'll go to uh, Jamie to wrap that up. That'll be great. Uh, thank you. Uh, so, what we're witnessing is unprecedented, and yet I do not want people to despair, because if we despair, then they'll win. Yeah. Because no matter how dark it seems, no matter how, you know, uh, evil it's... Um, Look, it, it is actually evil. Yes. But no matter how bad it is, they cannot win. They cannot win. And that is my belief. And the only way they win is if we give them to the screen and if we lose faith and if we swell up in fear. Right. Now, when, uh, when it comes to situations like this, we basically, our world has fallen. This is the way I see it. Our world has already fallen. It's just taking us time to realize that. Yeah, we've got we've got a little bit of a a, a sound issue at the moment. I think it's at it's at your end with your microphone. It sort of, sort of sounds like you're under electronic water. <laughs> I, I wonder why. There you go. That's that's perfect. We can hear you well. So if you can just carrying on, carrying on, I'm um, giving people the old news there. That'll be great. Um, so what I was saying before is that I consider that the world has already fallen. If you look at the um, Pfizer and um, other vaccine companies um, contracts issued to the government, these are not contracts. These are basically orders um, from a a one world government. Yeah. And our um, Governments are just following along. They're no longer legitimate. I don't consider them legitimate. And all I can say is do not despair. Keep fighting. Stand your ground. Hold the line. Protect the vulnerable. And do not give in. Do not give in. Because this is where we decide which path of history we go down um, on. We basically become the nightmare world that they intend to build. Or do we build a better world? That's why in our fight against this madness, it is important to also build alternative infrastructures for the people. Opt out of their system and keep fighting. Don't ever give in. That's um, the best thing I can say. And follow us on Telegram. That's um, basically what we're doing. 
brilliant. That's uh, that's that's great, and some wise and sage words indeed. Okay, Jamie, give a <laughs> give another red pill to the people and tell them how they can follow you as well. Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, Australian National Review, us at anrnews.com, anrnews.com or australiannationalreview.com. Um, if you opt in your email there to keep in touch with the news articles, you'll also be able to download um, the book I talked about, The Great Vaccine Con. You get that for free. But also important document, if you've got listeners that want to try and save their family and friends from taking this deadly global medical experiment, uh, this uh, vaccine, uh, if they read the Global Health Organization report now, that was set up by a group of not-for-profits, uh, to expose the World Health Organization. It's a 75-page report. Uh, if you read that, it's from independent doctors and scientists. I guarantee you you'll never take the vaccine after you read that. Uh, it will save people's lives, so you can download that as well. In parting words, I'd say united we stand, divided we fall. Uh, their whole challenge, the whole goal for them is to divide us, vaccinated versus the unvaccinated. Um, save as many people's lives as you can, but don't waste, you know, it's one thing to be ignorant, but some people are arrogant and ignorant. Uh, if you comply, you'll die. Uh, if you conform, you'll realise too late that you're wrong. Whether you want to believe it or not, most people just, just figure it out this way. If you don't have enough time to do the research required to get up to speed with what's really going on in the world, you don't understand it, just because you don't understand what's happening in the world doesn't mean it's not happening. Yep. Just because you don't think they want to depopulate the planet doesn't mean they care what you care, what you think, or what I think. They will go ahead and do it anyhow. So whether you like it or not, this agenda is being pushed and is being pushed aggressively. The best bet we have is to awaken the large majority of people. If we get to get to 70 or 75% herd immunity, I mean, herd immunity of bullshit of the propaganda. It's a shortcut to knowing what's going on. Whatever's on the idiot box told by idiot box presenters or idiot politicians is a lie. It's a false narrative. They are lying to you. You're never going to go back to normal if you take a vaccine. Why would you believe COVID frauds that it's Charlotte's and con man? like Bill Gates, etc., that have lied from the start. Your politicians have lied from the start. If they tell you, you take this jab, you get to, they, they're the ones that take it all your freedoms away and then they're dangling out and go, we'll give it back to you. We'll let you fly again if you take a jab. We'll let your life go back to normal if you take a jab. We'll let you have your job if you take a jab. You know, the next thing they're out to do, they're out to destroy small business. They want to bring in the universal basic income. Yep. There will be no small business. So if you're a business operator and not speaking out because you're worried it might hurt your business, you won't have a business. You'll own nothing and be completely happy. The Great Reset, uh, totalitarian agenda pushed by the World Economic Forum, class Schwab, these globalists, is global communism. There's social credit scores. So if you want, don't want to speak out, what you're going to be facing is the average life expectancy if you take a vaccine is three years. You're going to be living under a Chinese credit score type system where your every move is tracked. You won't have freedom. Absolutely. The life is over. There's no going back. We either go forward and set a clear agenda of what many of us are doing to create and build a better new world. If we can overcome these fraudsters and expose them, the world can be an amazing place. If we don't, the best thing is we either have two choices. We either fight and defend our freedoms, and if we don't win, we'll take the globals down with us because, you know, if we're going to lose, let's take them down with us. But let's at least give us the best chance to, to do. We want a peaceful revolution. Let's be clear about that. We want a peaceful revolution, but we're against people and well-funded enemy that is incredibly violent, and they will—they've killed your granny, and they're now coming after your children. And don't think you know just because the shots are silent, that's not going to kill you. Uh, it's you know you can go and research. So this vaccine is designed to do one thing, and that's to make you infertile and to kill you.
That's right, and they did say they were coming after us to war, starvation, and disease, and they're well on their way for that. In fact, what I'm going to do tomorrow is because these other <coughs> four related cases, apparently, of this Delta strain, I'm waiting for the Brazilian stripper uh, strain to come because that will be fun. Um, I'm going to go and try and get them to give me the data that they gave the government to say, hey, yep, yeah, we've got Delta on the loose. It just suddenly happened to make the cameo performance right at the right time to make sure everyone, you know, because no one was, um, there was very, there was resistance to the vaccine. But now we've got a more contagious and deadly one that's going to wipe out mankind once again, just like, remember, global warming? So people like Obama buy right on the seafront with his vineyard as if he's going to be expected to be, you know, flapping around on his lawn with gills soon. It's just, you know, we shouldn't worry about what they say. We look at what they do. So I'm going to ask the DSIR, the Department of Scientific Industrial Research, that the government supposedly got the genome sequencing from, and I'm going to say, can you give me the data, please, to prove this to old Jamie, because I want a million bucks. And, of course, I'll hear crickets from them, and I won't get a million bucks, and I'll be quite depressed about that, to be honest. In fact, I'm... So it makes them want to go take the jab and kill themselves now, you know, because that's really what's going to happen if they do. So, um, so yeah, we might even um, do a sting call. We'll ring them and try and get it that way and, and put them live on TV. So uh, we'll, we'll see how that goes. So thank you both. We will, um, in our uh, Telegram live chat and that sort of stuff, and on our uh, Telegram page, we will have your all your details up there, how people can follow you. And thanks very much for coming on. Hopefully now it's made it a lot clearer to New Zealand, and we'll hope to get you both back. If you're still alive, if they haven't hunted you down, of course, and dragged you off to the gulags, we'll have you back on to um, give people another red pill update, because that's... Jeez, that's definitely needed here. Thanks, Scott. You're welcome, guys. Thank you. See you soon. And you're back. You're back live with uh, Counterspin. Time now is 23.04 hours. Just so you know, we are actually live and up to date. Those, of course, were pre-recorded interviews and apologies for the sound quality on parts of uh, Rainer's portion of that interview. Uh, for once, that wasn't on our side. Um, I hope that that, uh, in that interview especially helped Red Pill a few more people and connect a few more dots. Um, the... You've got to ask yourself the question, don't you? Why? Where has that million dollars or the several million dollars that have been put up not been claimed? Surely if all these people have the evidence, they'll rock on up there and get themselves a million, be- million bucks. Hell, I would. Who wouldn't? Christ knows we could use the dough. By the time Jacinda's finished, we'll all be broke. And, of course, the Great Sea Reset will be well and truly in place. Now, I was debating whether I would play this uh, a clip of this live um, that someone did earlier. Uh, basically slagging me, uh, because like I said before, I, I was at the TVNZ uh, rally, um, and I'm like, I'm damned if I do, and I'm damned if I don't. If I hadn't have turned up, I wouldn't have been a freedom fighter. I turned up, and apparently I, I was the one who stitched Billy up and caused them to be arrested. How the hell I did that, I don't know, but I did apparently. Um, I declined to speak because it wasn't my show. I wanted to make sure we... For the record, I didn't stitch him up at all. I wanted to have images, accurate images, not TVNZ-type images. And I wanted it out there for people to get a good view. And then I could provide my own fact and evidence-based reporting based on what I saw. And I did that previously. Um, Of which, like I said, a lot of people in that crowd were stand-up and they were awesome. Now, I don't care if most of them have slagged me off in the past. What I saw... And I only deal in facts and evidence. I don't deal in rumours and all that sort of stuff. Uh, from what I saw, top-notch people. 
couple of clowns, you know, because apparently I wouldn't rush over and and um, protect Billy when he was getting served this paper that he refused, which was great. He he shouldn't accept any of it. Uh, um, false, false accusations of incitement. I mean, I think the producer got Sarah got uh, accused of inciting it. Uh, that was not her voice. Uh, that was talked about. That was on the thing, and we have that clip. So, uh, if if anyone wants to argue that point, we can easily we can easily show that clip and put that rumor to bed as well. This um, show from the start has only ever dealt in fact and evidence. That's why the government has never come after us. And look at the wild so-called accusations that we've made against them. Why aren't they coming for us? It ain't because we're in their pocket or controlled opposition. Hell, if someone was calling me a murderer. I'd be pretty hot on the tail of trying to squash that real fast, but we hear crickets from them. I'm also wondering, apart from why they haven't claimed this million dollars that have been on offer, I'm also wanting to just get these messages out there. Courage is contagious. Think about that for a minute. It's not enough for leaders to um, assume a position in any given organization. You've got to actually lead by example. You have to lead from the front. You don't lead from the back or behind your computer. You don't lead from a central headquarters where you bark out orders to your minions out in the provinces. You get out there, boots on the ground, and you show them how it's done. That's where you get your respect from. And don't dare advocate being freedom voices or freedom fighters if you are not going to stand to, if you're not going to cover somebody else's six. Because all you are is all wind. Like they say. Actions are where it counts. Uh, there were some real heroes out there today. Look at the people who got arrested. Like, like I said, me and Billy, we've had our problems. He hates me because I'm a Freemason. Um, I don't actually hate him, to be honest. I, I think, you know, it takes balls for someone to do that. I've got uh, a bit of an issue on the way he garners his support and uh, gets around and all that sort of stuff. But apart from that, you know, anyone's standing up. I'll, I'll support them doing that till the cows come home. We went there because we wanted it covered accurately. We did not want a TVNZ-style reporting. So we have the raw footage. So if TVNZ tried to um, be the usual um, journalistic whores they are and hacks, we can say, actually, no, this is the real footage here. So people, can, you can also send us your footage whenever you like. We can put a link in our Telegram um, counterspin chat, and you can uh, we can send you a link. You can upload it to our Dropbox. You don't need a Dropbox to do it. You can just upload it directly, and we can um, put that on the show if it fits in with the um, story we're doing at the time. Because, as you know, we cover many different topics, and we try to also follow those to their ultimate conclusion. There's a few stories, like I said, we have delayed in presenting because we want to make sure they are locked down before we start lowering the boom on those because we do not want to be flanked uh, because we've missed something. So I know it's disappointing that we haven't got to certain stories, but believe me, when they come, they will be definitive and they will be final, unlike many others. So um, keep your chin up. It'll only get better <coughs> when we demand it gets better. Jesus. <coughs> when you when you make the stand. And to all those people, like I said, who have assumed responsibility for being the voices of the freedom movement, walk what you talk. Don't um, say, 
none, no, no, we don't want this, we don't want that. Big shiny, you know, images everywhere. And then cower when it comes. Your next action after you put up a sign saying, we don't want no more lockdowns, if a lockdown comes, you get out there and say, we told you we didn't want another lockdown. We told you we weren't going to comply, and here we are in your grill, in your face. I don't see much of that happening with all these would-be leaders. So all of you people who are in these different alliances, different groupings, you guys are solid. You guys are where it's at. You guys are the ones with the backbone. You don't need a leader to tell you what to do. I understand. Sarah, can you get out of my ear, please? If you want to come here and make the speech yourself, that's fine. Yeah, you should be sorry. Um, sorry, this is live, isn't it? Anyway, we don't edit anyway. It doesn't really matter to rats' ass. So um, all those people, whether it's Groundswell in New Zealand, whether it's Voices for Freedom, whether it's Freedom Alliances, whether it's Freedom this, that, one thing and the other, then um, I've got to shut her up, seriously. Um, challenge your leadership. If they're not going to lead from the front, you lead from the front. Because people will come with you. No one, no one wants to be a minion and just follow somebody. We want to be side by side. Black, white, green, brindle, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what your personal ideology is. We all know something's wrong. We all know something needs to change. And it's about time we came together and actually did it. No, I will not. It doesn't mean I'm going to suddenly shake hands or give hugs and, and all that to people I don't really, um, I, I've got a personal personality uh, clash with. It doesn't mean I hate them. It just means I prefer not to work with them because I'm focused on other things and I don't want to be distracted by the, by the noise. But there's a lot of digital noise out there. There's a lot, a whole lot of yapping with not much going on. It's all hooey, no dewey. Today I saw people out on the streets in the dewey, in the dewey face. Those to me are legends. All those others who say, oh, you know, I really wish I could have been there, but you're full of shit. Let's face it. So anyway, um, you all know what's coming. I've said it time and time again. It's not going to stop. This beast is coming with you like it or not. You all use people out there talk about we're in a spiritual war. Yeah, you are. And your spirit is failing. They say, you know, look, look the, the, the um, story with the two wolves, the black wolf, the white wolf. I don't know why they have to put assign colors to good and bad because you're either an arsehole or you're not. Which one of those wolves wins is the one you feed the most. And at the moment, many are feeding the fear side. Start feeding the courage side. That will lift up the person next to you. That will lift up the person next to them. And all of a sudden, you have an army. You have an army of people who just say no. And you go directly to them and you break them down. This is the Great Reset. This is your enslavement coming. And it's coming hell or high water. So I suggest we all get together Kick the idiots out, the disruptors out, and the rest of us stand and reclaim it now. So, we're going to go out with one of the main problems, and that's the Chinese Communist Party. And if you think I'm joking, think again. They are well and truly embedded in this government, and they need to be kicked out, just like most of those politicians need to. In fact, all of the politicians need to go. Start taking back your school boards first, then take back your local councils, then take back the government. But everyone be there to watch those elections because they're rigged. You know it, and I know it. Because there's no way, unless you are a complete mental lunatic that belongs in an asylum, that you would vote these pricks in. Anyway, that's enough for me for tonight. Uh, glad we got our technical issues sorted out, thanks to the team.
Sorry? Saturday. There's protests right around the country. Now we're going to see who's got the balls to stand up. I'll be there at Atea Square, and I know the police and intelligence services love to watch this show, and I'll give them a shout-out. I will see you there. I'll be at Atea Square with Dana and Brad and all them, and uh, the councilman team will be there, and uh, we'll see how many others turn up. Let's make this one to remember. Wellington as well, I think. Christchurch will still be doing their thing, as they have since day one of these uh, this whole COVID nonsense. Reclaim your country, people, and uh, let's take down the CCP. We'll see you in the next. We'll see you the next show later. Let the bullets fly a little longer. 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 Let the bullets fly a